Hey everybody and welcome to Top 5. This is a big episode. We're going over BlizzCon and uh, I'm here with Daniel. What's up guys? And I am Frank <clears throat> as usual. So this is a big episode for you guys because we were going to do two one-parters and then we recorded the first one-parter at the hotel and it was just we were tired. It didn't come out very well so we're going to redo them and uh, get you a, a full coverage of everything that happened. We're going to go over the announcements we're going to go into the details of the Q&As and the what's next on all of them. And then we're going to go over the esports that happened, which was basically our full day two was all esports almost. And uh, so what did you think of, of BlizzCon as a whole? It was cool. It was awesome. Uh, there was a lot to see and not enough time. That's for sure. Definitely not enough time. was pretty bad. Uh, kind of wish they spaced it out more. Mm-hmm. Did Well, you can't really do that because then everybody... All, all, everybody would be at one place, but yeah, that was the only disappointing thing. Would you think it would be better with multiple, with more days, or was it just less stuff? Uh, probably like at least one more day, and then they could split everything better. But, yeah, because you're already there on Thursday, anyways. Just make it official BlizzCon. But day. they need bigger room, or they need to knock out some stuff like walls or something to make <laughs> yeah. it bigger. Because yeah. it's just too many people for one room. Yeah, it was it was a huge crowd over there, uh, thirty five to fifty thousand probably, and um, so let's go ahead and go over. We'll just go over the announcements real quick. Uh, we start off with World of Warcraft Classic. Uh, we know it's coming in summer of twenty nineteen, and it's free as part of your regular subscription. So you pay the fifteen for regular World of Warcraft, and you're gonna get this with that. And then we ended up sitting down and trying this out. What'd you think of it? It was okay. I'm not really a big a fan of going back and playing, especially rather learn see the new content instead of old content i yeah. never really got into like the free servers that people kept putting leaking out and i was never really a big fan of trying it out so i know a lot of fans do but we ended up getting with two of our guildies and we played for half an hour on one of the machines doing one quest out in the barrens the four of us working together only got one quest completed for one person not even all of us gonna get together it was very humbling <laughs> yeah it was a I didn't. I didn't really care for it. I, I'd rather have tried like the new patch or something. Or yeah, they had that available too. But um, yeah, it was, and they gave you plenty of time with the classic too. It was just was, was very hard. And then we have a new charity pet coming, Womper. It's the uh, it's the baby Yeti. Of course, it looks adorable. And that money's going to be going to code.org, teaching women and minorities how to code. Which is good, of course. Blizzard always wants more coding, and it's 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 a growing profession for everybody. You thinking to buy that pet? No, I oh, won't I waste my money. I can't wait. I'm buying it for sure. There's no doubt because you can buy it with gold, so might as well. Uh, there's a new cinematic that came out. the uh, The Lost Honor cinematic. We posted that on our website about an hour ago. It features Sourfang and Anduin, and it's a really good example of how they're kind of blending the alliance and horde in one way, or we kind of have that. You can either go full Sylvanas or full uh, Sour Fang, and it's it's kind of, it's a tough one. What do you think? What are you, Sylvanas or Sour Fang? I'm going to go Sylvanas. Really? I'm going to Yeah, I, it, I, so is Joe. I'm going, but I'm going Sour Fang. Well, yeah, but there might be more to Sylvanas. It'll be more interesting to find out. Maybe she does something with Lich King or something like that. Oh, I hope so. I don't think she would, but I hope so. No, I'll probably go with Sylvanas. And then we got the 8.1 announcement, the patch for uh, 8.1 and 8.5, Tides of Adven- uh, of Vengeance. And we have our two allied races, the ones we all saw coming, Colterran Humans and Zandalari Trolls. We knew these were coming. 
and we'll go into their classes and stuff like that a little bit later on. We have a release date for this patch. It's December 11th, 2018. What do you think? Is that early or a little bit late? What do you think? They're saying they're like almost asking forgiveness and guys, we know this is late, but what do you think? I think it's kind of good timing myself. It's, it's fine. It's good timing. Makes enough time to get better gear and complete that raid. I know my, my guild's on Mithrax right now, so we need we need a couple more weeks anyway, so that was, that was good. Um, and then they said that the raid actually won't release until 2019, so we don't have to worry about trying to progress over holidays. We've done that in the past, and it is not great. And then we got a new in-game cinematic for the new um, Warfront coming up called Terror of Darkshore. And I almost don't want to admit this. I was rooting for the Alliance during this thing because Malfurion and, and Tyrande were tearing things up. What would you think of that one? I, I didn't like it. You didn't like it? Why not? Because it's all Alliance. This whole, like, every little cinematic that came out was just all for Alliance. And it was kind of irritating. There should have been more for Horde 2 or done two for Alliance, two for Horde. So when he's, I seen them like destroying Horde members, I was just like, ah. That's a good point. It was very Alliance heavy in general. All of BlizzCon, World of Warcraft wise, is pretty Alliance heavy. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, as much as I like Malfurion and Deronda, I think they can stomp over Nathanos too easy for it to be fair. You know what I'm saying? He's not even a full on boss like they are. So it's kind of, it's going to be a little bit tricky. All right, and then we're bringing in uh, Dark Moon Fair, Brawler's Guild, and Micro Holidays in the 8.1.5 update. And we're getting a Warsong Gulch and a Rothy base and visual upgrades. I think they look amazing. I'm going to miss the old ones, and I know it's just kind of like one of those things where it's like, it's always green on the other side. But the new stuff looks great, and they're even getting the geometry down to where it'll be 100% fair still. Did you like the, the visuals that you saw? Yeah, it looked clean. It looked up to date. It was nice. Yeah, it was desperately needed. They were both pretty pretty old. They are aging pretty bad. And then the announcement nobody wanted. We got time walking for Warlords of Draenor. I mean, can you, are you ready to go back to Iron Docks for the 117th time? Yeah, definitely. You liked Iron Docks? Yeah, it was okay. It wasn't bad. It's a good design dungeon. It's just for some reason, there was like that lull when you played Draenor. Remember where like, like for like seven levels it felt like you were just in the Iron Docks the whole time. Yeah, yeah. I'm a... I don't really care. Time walking doesn't bother me. It doesn't faze me. Yeah. I do it to get my mounts. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Speaking of that, we'll go into a little bit more. We're getting two mounts, and it's the first time that time walking is offering an alliance and a horde mount, which is very BFA themed. That's pretty nice. And the horde one looks way better than the alliance one, but we'll go over that later on. And then we have the 8.2 announcement, Rise of Ashara and Beyond. So Rise of Vashar is actually the name of the one. But it, it, we got the new Goblin and the Worgen models. The Goblin model, models to me seem just fine. They're all right. They're not really that big of a deal. Uh, Worgen models, again, more Alliance love. Maybe you're onto something here. But the Alliance, the uh, Worgen female look amazing, right? Honestly, I wouldn't know because I don't really check out Alliance. <laughs> you, nope, I'm not a part of this Alliance garbage. <laughs> you just turned away. I like that idea. <laughs> All right, and then we go to uh, we're getting a new continent or content um, for the uh, for the Ashara, and then it's going to be Najatar, and it's actually going to be a crack in the ocean, and we're going to be going down to it. Do you like how they did that, or do you think they should have made a new island? Uh, I'm I'm okay with it. I I thought we were gonna get I thought it was gonna be different. I didn't think we were gonna go over there. I thought we were gonna do something else. What did you think was gonna happen for the next patch? You knew we were gonna fight Ashara. Actually, I didn't. Oh, okay. So, yeah. yeah, they revealed that last BlizzCon that Ashar is going to be our next boss. But, um, so to fight Ashar, it's best that you go to her city, which is Nazatar. 
But the tricky part is it's underwater. So, like, how do you get underwater? Do we have to swim around the whole time? Don't be a Vashir again, because nobody liked Vashir. So, I think it was best that they did the crack in the ocean so that we can kind of go down. There's always waterfalls. I showed some really nice cinematics from that, and we posted that on our website as well. Um, and there's, like, waterfalls cascading down while you're walking around. I think it was pretty good and well done. But that's not it. Not only are we getting that new content, we're also getting a uh, mecha... Uh, I keep saying content, but we're getting Mechagon. So it's the new Mechanome Homeworld. It's going to have a mega dungeon called Mechagon. And how, what do you think about mega dungeons? We did we did a, a Karazhan last expansion. What do you think about these mega dungeons? Uh, they're they're cool. Uh, hopefully they don't split it up. Hopefully it's like a whole clear. They said they will later on, yeah. In the beginning it'll be Mythic only like it was Karazhan, but later on they'll split it for Mythic Pluses and Heroics. Yeah, they're... They're interesting. They're fun. The older one, I remember, uh, what was it? What expansion was it? Was it Blackrock? Oh, Blackrock Downs and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, that was yeah. fun. That was a big one. That was a big one. That would but take was, you a it while. Was, it was awesome because it was more for leveling, especially when you level the character. You just go through that and then it's like, oh, full bar. Yeah, yeah. If you're going through there for leveling, true. And then uh, back then in the days, though, it was like a small raid where it was a good way of uh, farming the loots and stuff. So that's pretty cool. And so there was our new dungeon is Mechagon. It's a mega dungeon they make sure to keep mentioning. And then we also have the new raid, Ashara's Eternal Throne. And then we have Nomen Torn Heritage Armor. How fast are you going for that Torn Armor? Uh, I was probably the loudest guy in my section because I was pretty excited about that. Uh, I'll probably, I want it. Yeah. I like the shoulders and stuff, but uh, I'm not going to rush into it. I'm rushing because i got to have my totem on my back, bro. You too. Come on. How, how shaman is that to be rocking your totem on your back? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that smile. It's hyping. It's already hyping in you. All right, so that's all for we have for World of Warcraft, specifically World of Warcraft. That's a big hint of what's happening later on. Uh, we have Diablo's announcement. Oh, boy. The disappointment central in this one. So everybody was going into this. We knew last year at BlizzCon, uh, Diablo was basically a no-show. This year, so they're like, that's fine. You guys are making D4. Go ahead and keep going with Diablo 4. That's all right. So this time around, Diablo's supposed to have a big announcement, brand new game. Everybody's hyped. Ended up being a freaking mobile app called Diablo Immortal. What'd you think of that? That was horrible. Yeah. That was dumb. Dumbest decision WoW has done since Blizzard. they yeah. hooked, up, uh, hooked up with uh, Bungie. With Activision. Yeah. Um, it's... Oh, you talking about... For, okay, yeah. Um, for Destiny. That's true. But that's Activision. Um, so, yeah. It, it was just... We ended up playing it, and the graphics are okay as best as a mobile can be. The, the controls are okay. My big thing is when you're stuck, you're like stuck in combat. I was playing a monk. I was like stuck in combat and I couldn't steer which way I wanted to go next quickly. How did you feel? You played a wizard, correct? I didn't have any issue. See, maybe it's just the range is where it's better. We also played it on the Switch and I didn't care for it on the Switch. But maybe that's just because I'm a Diablo PC man. So er. There's also a new uh, cinematic trailer for that and gameplay trailer. We both have those on our website. The new Immortals will have... Uh, eight zones, four instance dungeons, and six classes to start. They said they're bringing out other classes. The class we have at start is Barbarian, Crusader, Demon Hunter, Monk, Necromancer, and Wizard. And so I'm probably going to play the Necromancer, but I'm a Witch Doctor normally, so that's unfortunate. I need my Witch Doctor. We go over to Overwatch. They had a pretty cool announcement, that brand new tune, Ash. She's amazing. Already a pop-out for her. The day they announced it, they already have a pop for her. Those guys, they know how to get you. And she is the villain to McCree. And they can tell they were like longtime friends beforehand. How'd you like that release of her? How'd you, how'd you like her announcement? 
Uh, it was it was cool. It got me hyped to play Overwatch. I haven't played since it came out. Yeah, and it's been a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's pretty cool, champ. What? She looks like a, it's gonna take a lot of skill to play her. And uh, I like the shotgun and uh, Bob. Bob is awesome. So her ultimate is that she brings out a giant robot named Bob, who has guns in his arms as it is, and he's got a cool little top hat or thing, thing like that bowler hat. So I'm pretty excited to see that. We'll talk more about her later on. Then we go to Hearthstone. And if you're excited about Hearthstone, well, congratulations. There's another expansion. It's called uh, Rastakan's Rumble. Rastakan, of course, is the king of the Zandalari currently. After the <laughs> after the raid, we'll see. Uh, and this one released December 4th, 2018. Bunch of new cards. There's a new uh, keyword card type called Overkill. Different things like that. It's And there's, there is this ability where it's part of Overkill. Or when you attack, if it does so much damage and then the extra amount over means you could attack again so you kind of chain attacks i kind of see that as like a blood frenzy thing which is very troll like so that's pretty cool here's the storm had one of the better showings that i a better showing than i expected they announced a new character named orphia but before we go too far on everything else orphia worries me because she's fully original to here's the storm she's not pulled from any of the other franchises what did you think about that uh I didn't mind it because there's only so many characters that you can actually pull from certain games. From yeah, you think they hit their so wall? So I think they're they finally hit the wall and now they're making like this is my child or whatever. Oh, I like that idea. I never thought about that. Maybe they'll do offsprings or whatever. Like maybe. Well, that that isn't that's who she's from. No, she's from Nexus. There's no there's no other game she's from. She's from Heroes. She's from Heroes of the Storm. No, yeah, but from one of the characters. She's yeah, the that guy is like the host. Yeah. He's not actually from another game. Oh, okay. Yeah. I so she'll, she's fully original. I If they do fully original characters, do you want them to just continuously do fully original characters? Or like one in five or something like that? Uh, I don't mind. What They could keep continuing with original. like basic champs. I, yeah, I think I if they go mind. fully original, then I think they have a real shot at actually competing against the other MOBAs. Because, of course, King of MOBAs. League of Legends, Second King, Dota, and then these guys are up there with some of the, oh, the the third contenders that are all kind of tied. So maybe they're really trying to make a shot for it. And then they'll pop out more tunes. <clears throat> uh, we'll get the StarCraft announcement real quick. It's a huge announcement, guys. New co-commander, Zeratul. That's right, that's sarcasm. Because nobody cared. <laughs> that was literally their entire announcements. We'll go over some more stuff from them later on, but that was pretty much it. It was just Zeratul. Nobody cared. Did you care? No. Nah. When's the last time you even played StarCraft? Long time ago. Yeah, the biggest announcement from last year was that they were going free to play. And that was it. So, moving on from StarCraft, we go on to the other RTS of the day, Warcraft 3 Reforged. This actually got me pretty pumped. I played I played Warcraft 3 a while back because I actually played it when they offered it for the newer PCs. Just because, okay, I need this lore, I need this story. And it was amazing, but man, it felt so bogged down by the old school graphics as a person from a newer game coming to the older one. So I'm excited to see them redo it. We actually played some of this. We played the Kalinga Stratum, and it played really well. It was You were fighting against Malganus to try to take over Stratum and, and clean up the citizens that were that dying to the, plight, to the plague. And we actually had a friend play with us, and she actually lost to Malganus. So Tabby, that's a shame, although thanks for the tickets. <laughs> and... Uh, and yeah, so it it was played really well. It was it felt very original in the fact that it was very responsive. It's not so much like StarCraft where you're more on the offensive or creating an invading force, and you know how I play anyways. 
but it felt more like you're attacking. Now Melgana sent something to attack you. You had to respond. It felt more like that, which I like that about. How did you like playing it? Uh, it, it was awesome. Just reminded me of uh, the old times when I used to play that. I used to play that before I played uh, World of Warcraft. Oh, so that's good. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, they did a great job. Uh, yeah, I might might actually play it when it comes out. That'd be <clears> awesome. If you're gonna play it, I'll play it, and then we'll. You have to teach me how to be god like you. Because oh. <laughs> I'm I'm unfamiliar with most of it. Then we had the cinematic reveal. We had the gameplay reveal also on the website, yeah. and the. Uh, the calling campaign so that's that's the one that you could try out in the demo and uh the official forums are already live for that so if you guys want to complain about it now's your chance <laughs> all right so that's basically our overview and then we'll go over now we're going to break down each individual game and then and, and what was going on with them and all their announcements and stuff like that so this is the deep dive guys and thank you for sticking with us here we go we're going to the world of warcraft and what's next they're going to be making some tweaks to warfronts making it to where they're coming out at a better release instead of all of the turn-ins the uh, contribution turn-ins being at one time they're going to be a different one every day that's great for most people but as a auction house shuffler that's kind of not great for me because i like to be able to bring out the full load of of what was needed for the contributions to make a ton of gold but they're going to make that to where it's a little bit more spread out we're also going to get more daily tweaks we may even see something like world quests in there would be which would be interesting uh, the new war mode uh, rewards are going to be coming soon, so they're going to have more rewards from being in war mode. And that's and then that should be coming at 8.1 or before. 8.1 is December 11th, so it'll be around there. We have a new cinematic for Tides of Vengeance. This is the Tyrande and Malfurion attacking Athanas' troops. So what this is setting up, this is a brand new war front, and you've burnt down Teldrassil, and Malfurion, Tyrande, they do a little bit of Night Elf Magic become, well, Toronto does, becomes a Moon Knight, dumb name. And and now she's like amazing and has black eyes and actually Blood Elves can transmog into that or change their appearance to that. And now you guys are more awesome. And so now you guys are bringing the fight to Nathanos and the Horde where they're raising Dark Rangers. So we're actually taking Night Elves and we're creating Forsaken Night Elves. Hmm. Do you think that could be a future alliance, uh, allied race? Yeah, I, I could see it. But... Hopefully they don't, and they come out with the serpent people first. I want the the naga, no, the snakes. Oh, oh God, yeah, I wish, That'd but they're probably going to be alliance if they do. We'll get Volpir, and they'll get the the snakes. Mm-hmm. Hopefully not. Yeah, I think we should. They shouldn't get the snakes. They're creatures. Bring them over to our side. Yeah, so we'll get both the Volpirin in that because I don't want to lose out of my Volpirin. That's my main thing. I love my Volpirin. <laughs> All right, and then we're getting a new roller coaster coming to the Darkmoon Fair in eight point one point five. I, I hope that this like forces you into first person mode. You think that'd be pretty cool to where you're actually like, riding on the roller coaster? There's uh, gotta be something not, to it. Not really. You wanna stay in third person? I I probably won't go. I don't go to Dark Moon Fair. You don't ever go to the Dark Moon Fair? I've only gone one time and that was to get some trinket or something like that. You have been playing WoW for probably ten years and you only went to the Dark Moon Fair once. Probably twice. Maybe twice. Maybe oh twice. man, you kill me. I go probably four times a year. No, I don't bother. It's yeah. the same thing. And they even give... Well, they, they've, they've done some reworks, and they give you a buff for leveling, and there's recipes there and stuff like that. I struggle to level now, let alone <laughs> like even get a buff. Like, why would I even bother? I don't even want to level. So I don't really go. I think it's cool. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. But I I don't need to go there. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't bother. <laughs> Try to stay out of that Dark Moon Fair. Okay, fair enough. 
Thunder Mountain is pretty, or Thunder Bluff is where it's, where it's located. Is kind of out of the way. It'd be nice if there was a portal outside of Orgrimmar. Uh, then we're getting uh, Children's Week is adding the Cool Tyrion and the Zandalari orphans, which we've seen during the World Quest. You're dealing with these orphans all the time, so it's nice that they're using that model for the uh, Children's Week. They're actually adding some new quests to it and new things that you're gonna be able to do. So they're trying to revamp holidays, their existing holidays first. They're gonna add some more later on. So they're not doing the same thing over and over again. Is there any holiday you think they should revamp more than any others? No, not really. I've only probably done like two holidays too. Yeah. Like so you're just like, a, I got to get dungeons and that's it. That's Where's it. my dungeons? Where's my raids? Uh, Yeah. If, if <laughs> there's a mount, then I usually do it. But that one's too hard. That yeah. one takes too long because you have to do it every holiday. And I never st- stick I with I know that. Joe's pretty close to it. And I was at one point farming it. But then I switched tunes and it kind of changes everything. Yeah. I, I kind of gave up on it. So I probably only did like the Halloween one, Brewfest. Brewfest or Dire for, or whatever it's called. And yeah. then... That was it. I haven't really done. We'll call it Brewfest because I think there is something. But you think you're right. It's like Dire Brew something. But say Brewfest. Uh, I think that's the one I want them to rework the most because queuing for him and killing that boss real quick is whatever. But I want to see. I want something more to it. Like maybe it's a random boss. That'd be yeah. pretty cool, huh? Like you, you pop a keg or whatever, and then it's like whoever wants to come and fight you at the bar, and it's a different guy every time. And maybe there's one that's like insanely hard to randomly will spawn. They need to remodel, uh, remodel like the the gear. It gives you. Yeah, yeah, because it's those trinkets fine. and none of the trinkets yeah. are any good, really. And I, I wouldn't mind and seeing a couple maze, of mounts. But that's it. Oh, that maze, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which everybody at this point has it as transmog. If you don't, then you're crazy because it's always so cheap to buy that maze. So we have new micro-holidays coming up. We have the Vajir Diving. I'm sure everybody's going to get super excited about that. The Wanderers Festival. That's a Pandaren one. And then free t-shirt day. Oh, snap. Yeah, I'm getting my free t-shirt. We have the Warlords of Draenor time walking is coming. We have Akandun, Blood Mall Slag Mines, that's an okay one. Shadow Moon Burial Grounds, Sky Reach, Iron Docks, and Everbloom. Of those ones, what's your favorite dungeon that you're looking forward to the most? Out of the Out of the six that are coming for time walking. I think personally, Skyreach. Skyreach is always my favorite dungeon in, in all of Draenor, so I'm excited that made the list. Uh I'm not really excited for any of them. Really? I'm uh, hoping Everbloom still has the skip. Because remember the skip in Everbloom where you're able to like, it was a pain. Which you're able to hop on the mammoth to kind of yeah, get over the edge. I don't yeah. know that, but I've, yeah, I've never been really excited for any of those. Uh, yeah. They weren't really that great. The only one time walking I actually get excited about is uh, Wrath. And I try to do every dungeon and I'm like, alright, I'm good. Yeah, you need that Wrath fix every so often. I feel you. I feel you. Alright, we're getting two new mounts. Now this is what we were talking about before. This is the first time the Horde and the Alliance are getting different time-walking mounts. The Horde are getting the Armored Wolf. It's modeled after the Blackrock Foundry Beast Lord fight. And it's something that a lot of hunters, if you're a BM hunter, you already have this wolf because everybody already grabs this wolf. It's amazing looking. Well, now you're getting the mount that'll match your pets. The Horde are getting the Unarmored Black Elec. Sounds boring. It's a little... It's like a... What is it? Like the elephant, you know? Yeah. It's really meh. It's whatever. Your lines are gross, anyways. <laughs> All right, and then we're getting a, a specific portal rooms of both Orgrimmar and Stormwind. This is a real big change from how they've been in the past. Because before they were like, "Oh, we want you to guys actually fly. We want you to take the blimps. We want you to do this. We want you to do that." And now they're just like, "Okay, guys, we get it. We're gonna make a room for your portals," which I think is clean, right? Yeah, it's gonna be helpful because it's hard to figure out which Zeppelin goes to where. Yeah, right. and it might put the mages out of business, but you know, oh well for the mages, you know. 
All right, and then next we have Professions have the new quest that'll give Tools of the Trade, which grant special little perks for being whatever profession. Uh, a good example is the cloth one. Uh, you have a higher chance of collecting old school cloth, which is neat, I guess. I mean, fix my professions in other ways. Don't make them rep-based. That would be cool. It's whatever. I mean, I'm not really excited about those. Do you do much professions anymore? Uh, just alchemy. That's it. Alchemy's a good moneymaker. I don't mess with anything else. You have the rank threes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Without rank threes, it's useless. And that's a shame. They should still make it kind of a perk without having rank threes. We have the Brothers Guild, which, okay. Um, Bruce is going to be the new Gator mount. I like that. He's cool. We're getting some new bosses. There's five new bosses. I won't go into the details. Uh, then we have the remodel for Warsong Gulch and for Rothy Basin. They're getting remastered, full new high def. Then we have a new brawl coming out, and this is pretty interesting. It's called the Rothy Comp Stomp Brawl. Now, this is where it's going to be you versus the AI from the Island Expeditions. What do you think this means for battle for Battlegrounds, having AI in there? Uh, not going to really mean anything. I think I'd rather just go against other players, really test our skills. But Yeah, it doesn't. It, as good as AI is, I don't think it'll test your skills the same way. That's a good point. It, it might help. I mean, the queues are going to be great, of course. I mean, it's whatever, but you know, you don't need a tank or anything like that, so that'll make the queues easy. But I don't feel like it's going to test us. I think it's going to be just a real quick stomp. There's no way that the AI is going to be as good as another player. And then the last thing coming at 8.1 will be the Worgen and Goblin models. Much needed. All right, then we're looking at 8.2, Rise of Ashara, where Najatar is coming back. Everybody's excited for that. We're getting a new uh, story quest. We're getting new friends for the Horde and the Alliance. Everybody's hyped because the Alliance one clearly is going to become a new allied race. It's basically the fish people from Pandaria, right? This looks pretty good. Um, we're getting replayable content. They said it's not going to be necessarily just war quests so, or um, world quests. We're getting world quests. But they're going to have like towers that you can capture to like own certain spots. That's pretty neat. Stuff like that. Uh, we have all kinds of new, new models on the foes. It's really kind of like a mini new expansion. Because that new crab lady was pretty cool. Speaking of crabs, we're getting new mounts. <laughs> There's that crab mount that walks sideways. It's pretty cool. The actual the saddle on it is facing the wrong direction. We're getting the baby naga pet. Adorable. Holds a little fork instead of an actual, like, yeah. <laughs> pitchfork. It's just a little fork. And then we're getting the eternal... I'm sorry, Ashara's eternal palace will be the new raid. It's going to be an eight-boss raid. They're hinting that one of the bosses will be a full-on swimming-around boss. I don't want that. Does anybody want swimming in a in a? There's swimming in shrine, and it's the worst part of that dungeon, except for the third boss. What do you think? Uh, I don't mind it. It's something different. Just people complain too much. That's the problem. It's gonna. It reminds me of kind of like Eye of Eternity, because really it's the same thing, right? You're in 3D world. Remember in Eye of Eternity when you're like flying around on the dragons trying to command a raid? What a pain in the butt. But. I mean, I'll give it to him for at least trying something new, but I don't know. We'll see how it goes. We're also going to be fighting the Naga Hatchery, which will be really big for the lore of the game. That means we're actually going to make it to where Naga can't exist anymore. They can't reproduce. So when you kill a Naga, you're literally dwindling down the numbers. They can't keep reproducing. Um, and then we're going to get a Queen Ashara fight. So we are actually going to be fighting Queen Ashara, one of the biggest lore characters in all of World of Warcraft. That is huge. And then we're getting Mechagon. A new landmass. Where uh, it was previously in a closed vault behind the Kilterns, and it had inside the ancient lost city of the gnomes, and we're gonna be meeting some junker gnomes basically, and 
that's pretty exciting because they're going to be an allied race, there's no doubt. And I think it hints, then I'm not the only one saying this, I'm definitely not the first one saying it, it probably hints to the next playable class, the Tinker class. And uh, have you seen, okay, so you've done Island Expeditions. And you know when you're fighting against the gnomes and have the pets doing everything for them? That's basically Tinker class. Mm. So it's probably coming next expansion. Would you play a Tinker? Uh, think of it like I you remember in Wildstar, like those guys, the engineers, the engineers without the pets that used to be yeah. tank and heal. It'd basically be those. You think uh, you can main that? Nah, probably not. I only play WoW right now because of my shaman. Yeah, you're shaman it. for life now. <laughs> yeah, which is pretty awesome. The CD one. We'll go over CD again later on. But yeah, that's pretty crazy. So King Mechagon, he wants to turn everybody from flesh to to mechanic and robotic. So that's his big thing. And then we have the Mechagon dungeon where you go fight him down. And then we see uh, that the next, the, the four main characters the story should be about is Sylvana, Sarfang, Anduin, and Jaina. The big thing with this is that Sylvanas is holding the old uh, Shadow Priest weapon. Um, oh, I can't remember the name for the life of me right now. Anyways, it's the old god weapon, so that means that she's messing with the old gods. Kind of sounds very Garashi, kind of worries me. So we'll see what happens. And then we have the Torn, and the gnomes are getting their heritage armor. We have a new, uh, two new island expedition maps. We have Crestfall. That's from Warcraft 2. Then we have Snow Blossom. That's from Pandaren Village. It's a Pandaren Village. And something that didn't get much noted or noticed, but I'm really excited about, Heroic Warfronts. And that means you have 10 or more players queued together for actual Warfront. Right now, Warfronts are a single-player thing, and there's no community behind that. There's no combined efforts with your guild. So it really kind of feels alienating. Have you done much Warfronts? I've done it, like, twice. Yeah, it's just, they're fun. I mean, they're neat. It's whatever. The first time is better than any other time. But I think if you were as a group, and with these heroic ones, you could actually lose. That's something you can't do in the regular Warfronts. Your NPCs will kick in and save it for you. Mm. So that's that's good. And then we're getting a new arena, the Mechagon Arena. And it makes sense. It's the same assets they're using for Mechagon. We have uh, Pathfinder Part 2, which means people will be flying soon. And there's new mounts coming around. There's the Ashari Bees. Or, I'm sorry. <laughs> Not the Ashari Bees. But the Bees, the Griffins. The Mechanical Parrot Mounts look really good. And then we're getting a season three. We're getting the new affix, the Najatar affix. Right now we have the Gahoon affix, and now we're getting the Najahar one. And then the new mount for the next vicious war, uh, next PvP season will be the vicious Basilisk. And it looks solid, but it's the same for the Horde and the Alliance, which is meh, whatever. So real quick before we leave World of Warcraft, let's dig into the new races: the Zandalari, Kultir, and humans. The humans have the Druids, Hunters, Monks, Priests, Rogues. Warriors and the big surprise for them, shamans. So we're gonna have human shamans. Uh, I mean, problems are still alliance, right? That's who cares what they're gonna get. Well, it's really tight. The Zandalaris. I'm gonna go over those lists. I'm gonna save the big one for last, of course. Druid, hunter, mage, monk, priest, hint, <laughs> rogue, shaman, warrior, and paladin. My paladin is getting race changed so hard. Cannot wait. Are you going to do any race changing to any of the uh, Zandalari? No. No? No. You don't think, you're, you don't think your shaman will look good as a Zandalari? I just... Yeah, I'm not going to spend the money. It's gold at this point. There's no actual money being spent in WoW. I just don't care enough. And plus, I I, I play Torrin since I made him. So, yeah. that's my point. That's right. I can't I can't change my hunter, my warrior. <laughs> no matter what happens, I can't change the warrior. And plus, you lose your my crit buff that horns give so wouldn't be worth it which for you guys gives you extra mana right mana and crit on uh heals yeah that's good so the 
Kulturin, uh, they get to, their ratios is brush it off, increases verse in uh, regenerated portion of the damage taken. That's kind of nice. That means they're going to be good tanks. Child of the Sea, hold your breath longer and swim faster. Meh. Haymaker, haul off a punch at an enemy, stunning them so they get a stun and a knockback. That's great for PvP. Jack of all trades, increases every trade skill. That means all your crafters should be that. Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, reduces the frost and nature damage taken. That used to be a big deal. It is not anymore. Zandalari Trolls, we have four of them for, ne for now. We have Embrace the Loa, pray to a Loa and gain their favor. Probably a random buff, maybe a very, very minor one. City of Gold, loot additional gold from coin, uh, gold coins from monsters. That's kind of nice. Uh, regeneratin, literally dropped the G on that. Concentrate to heal quickly over a short time. I'm trying to think of what that would be good for. Maybe PP, that could be arenas. Uh, Pterodactyl Swoop means that you get a glide when you're falling down. So nothing to make me switch my hunter over to it, which is my current main. That's a shame, because I really wanted to. <laughs> We had the World of Warcraft Q&A. Uh, they said that the player agency is something that they're looking into. The ability to choose whether or not you want to go Sourfang or for Sylvanas. That player agency you had there. It's something that they're going to slightly kind of tip their toes, dip their toes into. But they don't want to fully go into that. And they want to make sure that when you make a choice, it matters. So you're not just... The, the example they said is like, do you want to go pick pumpkins? And you see yes or no and it doesn't really matter. Well, that that's a waste of their time. That's a waste of your time. This is more about big game-changing moments where you as a person and your standing in the world matters. Like for this one, if you choose to go with Sourfang, you're choosing to betray your Warchief and that you want honor above all else. So there is a reason to do it. And they had it before when there was the Lordaeron invasion Lordaeron of Lordaeron. Uh, you chose to either use the gas mask and help people or to use the guns to spread out more blight. What did you end up choosing? Do you remember? I used the blight gun. You I want to murder him. Jerk. <laughs> oh, I had to. I know. I, Joe did that same thing. Yeah, I didn't mind it. I was happy for it. I was hmm. just like, yep. I'm going to keep an eye on you. <laughs> murder them all. They deserve it. And you're, and you're, you're going with Sylvanas, yeah, right? Yeah, definitely. I'm going to go all the way with her. That's not my horde. I'm just saying. I'm probably she's sexy. You got to follow a chick. You can't follow a dude. Come on. <laughs> oh, my God. Your reasoning is terrible. But yeah, okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. If they split into two different hordes, would you go with her horde over my horde? Over Sourfang's horde? Sorry. I'd still go with her. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. All right. Like, you could just go off, like, when she yelled for the horde, and then when he yelled oh, it out, it's not worth it. No, her, her for the horde. I actually have the add-on, where every time you oh, lust. Yeah. yeah, it's so good. Uh, Chris Metzen, which is one of the original WoW guys. He's actually the voice of Thrall. This is kind of a joke thing that they did. Uh, he actually asked a question in the Q&A, which was already hype. But then he asked... Will there be a future opening for Warchief? And basically, so what they said is, where, where can Thrall come back in? Because they had promised Thrall last, last BlizzCon that he'd be coming up more. They said there may be an opening up for Warchief, and if so, they'll give Chris Metzen a call. Chris Metzen is the voice of Thrall, so that's really good news. It's probably a joke, but I'm pretty excited about it. Um, everybody's been complaining about the 20% auction house cut, and the guys from uh, Wanna Buy Gold, the huge YouTube channel, I really like them. They're the ones that asked this question. And uh, and they said that that was just a temporary fix. They're rewriting all the auction house. They're actually rebuilding the auction house for everybody. And then they'll get rid of that 20% cut they're taking, which is kind of nice. Another big news is that items that you collect in Classic WoW, when you get Classic WoW, will not transfer over to World of Warcraft. So say you get a mount that's unattainable anymore, or appearance that's unattainable anymore. 
that stays in Classic WoW. You cannot get that in World of Warcraft. So that kind of makes people's efforts from 12 years ago still valid. Um, the art, the art team, they wanted to make adding, they wanted to add like class specific items. So for the shaman, for, for, for example, they would be like having totems hanging off a belt in the back that only shamans can get. You can't be a hunter wearing male gear that has the same totems. They wanted to do that. They kind of announced it too soon. So they said, well, instead of that, we're working on heritage armor. We're going to be doing more and more heritage armor. They better be because without tier armor, it just feels flat, right? What did you think of the tier this year or like Uh, the appearances? Uh, they're pretty horrible. I just, yeah, I have to uh, transmog all my appearance, like all my like gear, because it's just ugly. It's really yeah. ugly. One thing that's hard is we're both male mains. You're a shaman, I'm hunter, and male has notoriously been the worst. Yeah, it's just it's just really really bad. Um, let's see what we have here. The other big Q and A's. We'll go over there. Working on toxicity in the chats, trying to reduce that. Uh, they're trying to keep the balance between um. Goals that you could re- that you can strive for in RNG, which is a difference because in Legion it was heavy in RNG and they wanted to actually go for that, but now they're actually like, okay, we see what you guys want. And we're trying to change that. Um, they're going to be adding some new Azerac traits and dropping old ones. And Ian even came out and said, like, look, guys, you deserve better. We're trying to fix this. We know Azerac gear is terrible right now, so we're working on that. It was just kind of nice to see that. You know, do you like that Blizzard's kind of st- owning their own on that? Yeah. Uh at least they're kind of caring in a way uh, i just wish they just brought back the tier sets and made it easier say this as right stuff yeah yeah they're just trying to get something to grind and that's pretty much it make it longer yeah they are gonna make the neck more rewarding so that they probably will have stats on the neck soon or something like that so that'll be kind of nice because right now the neck is just garbage um they also talked about how I've got so many papers here. They're they're happy with the way their global cooldowns change uh, changes have worked out. So basically, you're at all your CDs are on the global cooldown now. You just can't macro them all together. And I used to do like you know all my you know then you cast those and you just did your opener. But now they're happy that they have to have them on the GCD. But they are taking off movement global cooldowns. So is there any movement spell that you have that's on the GCD that you're happy is gone? Is Ghost Wolf on the GCD? No, Ghost Wolf is just Ghost Wolf. Yeah, it's not it's not a global cooldown. No. Okay. So any so I know for for warriors it's a big thing because that's my other one I play a lot is my heroic leap is going to be off the GCD. So that's mm-hmm. pretty awesome. So I could kind of I have a macro where it's, it charges or heroic leaps and can do both. So I'm happy to see that that'll work again because <laughs> it's mm-hmm. been very buggy lately. Uh, we have uh, what else do we have? The team is uh, not against bringing back some of the utility spells that they took away because they took away so many. So they're possibly going to bring some back. I would like to see Trank Shot, please. Um, and then we have the Giant Cannon. Gallywix says Giant Cannon. They're saying it will fire, the one that's over there, at, right above Orgrimmar, if you guys want to go take a look, that it will fire. So I'm interested to see what they're going to do with that. They might be taking out some Colteran ships with that bad boy. And then one question that they had, somebody had for them, is what is the difference between Sylvanas and Garrosh? And... Because right now it feels the storyline feels very much like it's a garage storyline. We're gonna have to eventually fight Sylvanas. Well, they said that the big difference is Sylvanas would look at what Garage did and said, "What an amateur," which kind of worries me. What do you think? Are you are you afraid that they're going down the same garage path, or do you want to see more out of Sylvanas in the fact that she might be a good person? I want to see more out of Sylvanas. Yeah, you don't want her to become a villain. You don't want to become a, a raid boss, right? 
Uh, I wouldn't care. Like, I just go go off her path, but I'm hoping it's a So you're still, even if she's a raid boss, you're going to be standing outside the raid trying to fight anybody who comes and tries yep. to do the raid? I hope so. That would <laughs> oh be awesome. God. I would love it. <laughs> like, speaking of player agency, say you're in the last boss fight, you're fighting against Sylvanas, and then there's an option like, team up with Sylvanas and like have your raid turns against the other raid and just start to, like you're healing Sylvanas past your guys' own healers. If, if she has a spell that's like get corrupted and transform, I will definitely get corrupted <laughs> right away. Don't don't wipe away the debuff. I need this. I need this guy. I'm helping her. I'm helping her out. I'm done. Uh some more stuff we had is more more your uh, achievements are gonna become account wide. That's really nice. The rep ones are really really important for myself personally. And then we're going to be seeing more class-themed armor in the future. Kind of going over the Q&A pretty quickly because there was just it was a lot of fodder, to be honest with you. And then the they're going to be doing updates with Classic WoW alongside of the Modern WoW. So don't think that just because they're doing Classic WoW, Modern WoW is getting no love. Uh, what do you think of the World of Warcraft announcements? Is there anything exci- you're excited about? Anything you're not excited about out of all the World of Warcraft announcements? Everything? Hmm. I'm more excited about like how the story's going. Like there's gonna be two paths you could choose out of uh, the horde. Yeah, the players. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Not too many. There wasn't really that much, but definitely that. Definitely the new place coming out would be kind of interesting. The new map. Kind of tired of the same stuff over and over again. So it's kind of yeah. good that they're coming out quick. You already worn down with with Zandalar uh, and with. Uh... Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, the turtle. Yeah, exactly. No more tortolan. That's yeah. what should have been said at the Q and A. Um, they even joked about how many turtles have been saved. <laughs> yeah, personally, I think I'm mostly excited about visiting Najatar. I'm really excited to see that how they yeah. did a whole new uh, landmass for us. Uh, real fast on this one, I'm gonna go over to Classic WoW. They had their own panel, and uh, the main thing I wanted to talk about is they're gonna be releasing the raids in four different stages. So stage one, the initial release will come with molten core. Anixia, Dyrmal, Kazakh, and Azurgos. Excuse me. <clears throat> um, so, and then we're going to have... So the patch that it's actually releasing with is 1.12. That's after some of the bug fixes, and, and it was kind of cleaned up a little bit. And then we're... Stage 2. So so stage 2, we're getting Blackwing Lair. We're getting Battlegrounds, PvP Rewards, and Zul'Gurub. I think that's the one I'm definitely going to be focusing on. I say that, but then stage 3... Getting AQ, oh, can't wait. Includes the opening event, tier 0.5, Silithus content, and then Green Dragons. And then stage four, oh man, original Nexoramus and the Scourge Invasion. Oh, that's gonna be that's gonna be awesome. I can't wait for Nexoramus. I know everybody else was like, eh, Nex is okay. I mean, AQ40 is awesome. Don't be wrong, but Nexoramus was okay. But to me, man, that was that was the raid that got me into WoW. Is that is that one of your first raids you were participating in? No, wasn't uh TOC was TOC okay yeah yeah Nixia. Yeah. oh yeah 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 oh the remake of Nixia so yeah so Nixia is one of the first ones coming out you can play Nixia the hard way yeah back in the more dots days <laughs> yeah I'll definitely do that one yeah and then one of the big questions everybody's been having about the WoW Classic is are we getting add-ons well we are getting add-ons but they're going to keep an eye on it because they said that they don't want to necessarily use the old add-on engine. The add-ons from those days made it to where you can completely automate your play. Press a button and everything goes off in the right order and you're master mode. They also don't want to let you use full add-ons from today because then you can like create groups and do looking for group a lot, but you can make that all through the add-ons and they want to make it, they want to nerf you a little bit, make you feel bad again. 
So they're going to be very careful about what add-ons actually pass their their go-around on the Classic WoW. Another thing they're going to be keeping on is things like energy regeneration. Back in the day when the system ran a little bit slower, you got about 20 energy per two seconds. Now your energy is generated at a tenth of a second. That's how much faster World of Warcraft is in general now. So they need to make things smoother. And I, I know this from playing the Warrior. You hit Heroic Strike, and then I forgot that it's actually on your next melee swing. You're sitting there for two seconds waiting for your melee swing. I mean, it was so slow. What did you end up playing during the demo? Uh, Shaman. It was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> did you do Enhancement? Yeah, I did Enhancement, but I couldn't even do Enhancement because I didn't have the talent yet for dual wielding. So it was just, I was just doing more Ellie, but I was stuck into Enhancement. Yeah, feels bad, right? And I ended up going Arms, although I prefer Fury, so it was kind of like, oh yeah, I can't just change my spec. There's all kinds yeah. of things, a lot of things to kind of wake up like, oh, that's right, I can't do this, I can't do that. So that was that was a rough free learning things. Uh, no ninjas, because back in the day, uh, you used to be able to clear a boss, then sell the gear, open up the, uh, you open up a ticket to the devs, request the gear gets moved. It was very shady. So what they did is they're bringing in the new item of when something drops, you have two hours to trade it, which is something that's from new WoW that they're bringing to the old one. Little things like that will be adjusted. Um, the things that won't be adjusted are something like mail within guildies still going to take an hour. And, but they're going to keep in the ability to clear out the full uh, mailbox in one click and the ability to auto-complete names. They just thought that that was easier. A uh, big change that they're bringing back is they're bringing it to where you can only have 16 debuffs on a boss at one time, on a target at one time. So that'll change how mechanics work. Uh, there will be no dungeon finder, obviously. Um, they are currently working on the auction house and the banks, getting that made. So while it felt like the game was finished when we were playing in the demos, that was because we weren't in Capital City. The Capital City, they said, still needs a lot of work. And they brought back all the old lighting and reforging. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, all the old lighting and textures. Okay, so Classic WoW, you're not going to play it much. Do you think there's any raid that you'd want to grind up and participate in Classic WoW? ICC, if, when it gets to that point. Oh, you're yeah, you're wanting them to put in future expansions. Yeah, I'm, not, Classic WoW. I'm not even going to waste my time on Classic WoW. Really? Yeah, I'm... I barely even play WoW I need right a now because work. I need you to I need you to bring the rest of Shaman. I need I a healer. Got to start looking at trade chat. Uh, you know how bad trade chat is back then. It wasn't that bad. It was pretty quick. Oh god, I'm gonna have to hire somebody to heal me then, because I'm gonna be warrior and warrior constantly needs healing. All right, so we're going to Warcraft Three Reforge panel. Um, pretty exciting. This is a big surprise for us. This is probably the biggest surprise in all of the opening ceremonies. Is Warcraft Three? It had the most hype behind it. It was a natural progression from upgrading the StarCraft. From They did the StarCraft remaster. It made sense to go to WarCraft 3. Uh, they used the orcs from the Mist of Pandaria cinematic and the humans from the Mist of Pandaria cinematic to model the WarCraft 3, uh, the new ones, the, the remodels. They're making some minor tweaks to the old engine for WarCraft 3, so you're actually running the game on the old engine. That's pretty interesting. They learned a lot from RTS games from doing the uh, StarCraft 2, so they're using that into creating a more competitive Warcraft 3. That's nice. And then it's going to be added to the battle uh, battle.net launcher. You actually have already noticed that it's there for purchase. The let's see, I want to make sure we catch all the big stuff. Got everything written down here. Oh, so many things. There's going to be the editor. People are pretty excited about the editor. Um they're making they're making it to where it's easier to they improve the functionality, that's what I mean. 
to create matches for the 4x4s, and they made sure to change the cooling of Strathome to be more like the dungeon in WoW. So slight changes so that it kind of feeds into the WoW a little bit better. Um, I liked this. You actually played the original, and I didn't play the original when it was like old school. And you said this is was this the first Blizzard game you ever played? Yeah, definitely. Because really? uh, I played uh, Warcraft, the first one, and then. Wow, you played Warcraft one. Yeah, I played Warcraft one. Those are so rare to find somebody who played that. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I actually played it with my buddy. I didn't own the game. My buddy had it, and yeah. then from there I played number two, and then that's when I got into StarCraft. And from StarCraft, I got into back into Warcraft two, and then again, War- and then Diablo. Diablo okay. two. Diablo 2. Man, I didn't know you played so many PC games back in the day. I thought World of Warcraft was like your first PC game. No, it's definitely my first MMO game, but it wasn't my first PC game. Yeah, I think my first Blizzard game was StarCraft, and I remember staying up way too late finishing matches in that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Being terrible at it then, too. <laughs> All right, so we go over to Overwatch, and our new hero is Ash. She's amazing. You guys got to check her videos. We have both of the new videos showing her in the in our website. Um, she comes with Bob as her bodyguard. He's ult- the ultimate. Uh, some of her backstory is that she definitely did. She used to be a partner with um, McCree, and her parents taught her how to be a leader. She's now leader of the the Deadlock Gang. Um, Jennifer Hale does her voice. You probably recognize her from other works. Her weapon is called the Viper. Um, Bob has an uppercut. So like when you uh, when you bring him in, he has an uppercut. He runs forwards and knocks players into the air. He can capture payload and contest points. He acts as a turret. Um, he's kind of like an extra AI player. So if you're inter- really interested to see, and he leaps in, in uh, immediately. So it'll be interesting to see how you could do that. If you go for a capture point and you're outnumbered, if you bring in Bob, is he enough to swing it to a, be like a 5v5 if somebody's not there? That'll be interesting to see. And then there's going to be skins that are coming out with him. And what's nice is when you get a skin for Ash, it goes for Bob too. So there's going to be matching. It reminds me of... Annie from League of Legends, right? Yeah. I always love the Tipper skins. <laughs> what's your What's your favorite Annie and Tipper skin? I know Joe's got like all of them. Uh, the Halloween one when they're opposite. Yeah, I was just thinking that river. Yeah. That's funny. Oh man, that's such a good one <laughs> because yeah. Anyway, so her first skin is gonna be a mobster and a safari one. So that'd be pretty cool. So we're gonna go over a couple of her moves. She's got the the Viper and it's a rifle. It's a slow semi-automatic rifle. She has dynamite, which uh, she can throw an explosive and can actually go through shields, which that's a game changer right there. Uh, coach guns, she bled, uh, she could shoot an enemy and knock them back, which ca- could interrupt some of the cast ones. And then she has Bob. And she's able to actually shoot her gun towards the ground and launch her in the air, which I think is the big reason she's such a skill-based champ. They even warned everybody about that. Is she enough for you to come back to Overwatch? Like, do you think you could get competitive in Overwatch? Uh... Maybe because I'm kind of tired of PUBG, so I need to find a different game, a different shooter to play, and yeah. League's just irritating, so. Yeah. Well, if you want to sit down and, like, actually get good at Overwatch, I have some guildies that are damn near pro at it, so I would like to get better so that I don't suck when I'm playing with them. I would really like to practice. So just let me know when you get in on it. I am down. All right, then we go over to Hearthstone. We're going to make this quick because it's freaking Hearthstone. Who cares about Hearthstone, right? Um... It's all about Strangathorn Vale, one of my favorite zones from World of Warcraft. That's really cool. We're getting a whole troll-themed expansion. We have Overkill's a new thing. Spirits are a new thing. They're kind of like totems for shamans in the old 
uh, old original expansion. Um, they have the Loas, and they feel like uh, they're like crazy big legendaries that you can put down now. And we're going to have troll champions for each class. I really like that. And of course, the priest one is Talanji, which is amazing. I, I mean, Talanji is one of my favorite new characters out of World of Warcraft, so I'm really excited they're bringing her into this already. And so she'll be the priest one. And there's going to be one, there's a different one for each one of the classes and races. They're all, I mean, they're all trolls though. So that'd be pretty cool, but there's not much to it because it's Hearthstone. <laughs> then uh, last, let me see, is this the last game? No, second to the last game is um, Heroes of the Storm. They're trying to be more transparent about all their efforts that they're putting into this. They're trying to perform, um, to increase performance for matchmaking. They had eight heroes they released this year. And then they're going to be bringing in more, trying to increase the heroes that come out. The um, There's a new Heroes comic coming out. Here's the Storm comic book coming out. It'll have Orphea coming out. It'll be this month that they're releasing that. That'll be pretty cool. They... <laughs> the loud-ass card I haven't uh, The game has outgrown its original four roles. Now there's Tank Bruisers, Healers, Supports, Melee Assassins, Ranged Assassins. One thing I like about this game... Have you played much Heroes of the Storm? Play a little bit. Yeah. It's just a, pretty much a copy of League of Legends, but a little bit different. One thing I like about it, though, is it feels more objective-oriented instead of like just pushing your lanes, right? Yeah. It feels like you have to do more of these side missions in there. And so I'm hoping that these tunes that they keep bringing in, especially if they're start, going to start increasing the tune uh, release, is that they they really benefit you in capturing points. I don't just don't want something that does a lot of damage. I don't want necessarily more assassins. I want somebody that helps me control capture points or something like that a little better. And then they went ahead and released some of their feedback that was given. Uh, some of the complaints that they're they're getting is the team league queues are too long. Uh, they want people to add duo queue back to the hero league and then never add. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just basically queue times. People are always complaining about the queue times. Um, and then for Heroes of the Storm, we also have some XP changes coming up. So they're increasing the mercenaries, give 100% increasing XP. Uh, massive tickles going up 15% XP. So just some some X so I think this is going to the idea is to get you to end game faster because it can be a bit of a grind especially if you're just running into slower players and stuff like that. You know, if it's if it's one of those kind of games where you're you're randomly getting in with some people that you don't know and they're new to the game, they don't understand the objective so it kind of just feels pretty slow. So now they're increasing XP so you can get to that the bigger end of your talent trees faster. Which is pretty cool. So some improvements coming to Heroes. I'm excited about the new champ. I mean, I, I think that's interesting that they're using using a fully original champ. And I think it has a chance to get to the second place mode. But do you think it could take out Dota? Mm. Yeah. Uh, nah. nah, not really. Nah. Dota, <laughs> Dota's too big. Dota is right now still competing with League. I think League is beating Dota. but Yeah, it is, yeah. But Dota is a... A more skilled game it has a lot of really loyal people too yeah but um no nah, i don't think it'll get that far eh, possible though it is possible yeah all right last game we're going over is diablo uh boy during their what's next panel did you end up watching i ended up watching the virtual ticket afterwards and everything like that some of the youtube channels and stuff they got straight up booed yeah they did they that deserved is, it yeah they did everybody was expecting d4 they come out with this mobile game nobody cares about so it's called Diablo Immortal. Let's go over that mobile game. It's taking place between Diablo 2 and Diablo 3. There is a decent amount of years there that, that are missing. It's going to have eight public zones uh, to explore at the launch. Uh, Bay, um, Bailfin will be the first one. 
And then Frozen Tundra is one of the later ones. And then you'll have four-player instance dungeons. That's pretty cool. The first dungeon is going to be, and I'm always, I'm really bad at this name. I practiced it earlier too, Kikuris <laughs> Rapids. Um, we're going to get the West March is the capital city for the Immortals, which we'll be visiting quite a bit. The six initial classes we're getting, Barbarian, Crusader, Demon Hunter, Monk, Necromancer, Wizard. Uh, you can move and aim at the same time. That is true. So you're moving. So like if you were to have your phone flip to the side, we were doing this. You walk around with your left thumb and then with the right one, you can click a move and then you click the move and then you drag your thumb in whatever direction you aimed away from your thumb. Did you try that at all? Mm. Yeah. I did, did it seem pretty smooth to you? Uh, just like certain moves were a pain, but to do. But... I think it's going to be a really big practicing. For me, it was like basically my charge was in that direction. So I think it's something that's going to be... And then... One of the big questions and one of the big reasons they got booed was they asked, is there going to be a PC version for this? And they said, there will be no PC version for this. And I think that's a bad idea. Do you think they should have just ported this over to the PC, just made a copy for PC to make people happy? Well, it should have been just for PC, but I could see... I, the only reason I could see this is like it's going to be a small version, just like Kingdom Hearts, when they came out with Kingdom Hearts, and then they had the side ones. There's probably going to be like a Diablo 4 next... Uh, like next BlizzCon game. I hope announced. so. Yeah. I think guessing that's probably why they did this. Like they wanted something small. They didn't really want to waste too much time on it for PC version because you got to like. Uh, oh, I see what you're saying. So you got to like um, format each graphics card for it. Or how, how would I say it? Like it's different graphics. Like, you yeah. Know. Well, they're basically using the old assets for it. So I could kind of see it just like in like a Kingdom Hearts kind of way. Like they made a like a small, crappy game just to get through the stories. So I could kind to of hold see us it. over a little bit. Yeah, until like number four comes out. And That's a good point. Yeah. And I want to like get the story out though on like yeah. what happened. So once the fourth one comes out, we'll actually see. Okay. Okay. They, it is a different company working on, on the game, too, than just Blizzard. There's another mm. company there. So they actually could still be efforts being put into D4 right now. And they're just trying to, like, hold us over. And they must be hating the booze. <laughs> well, they probably got the other company because this is their first time ever doing a mobile game. Yeah. I mean, they have her. Yeah, they have Hearthstone, but that really doesn't... That's not yeah, even the that, same thing at all. Doesn't take yeah. anything. Yeah. Uh, they said there's no hardcore mode planned. That's a bad idea because yeah. it would be easy to do. They said they can upgrade it, but they have no need to right now. And then they said that the reason they wanted to go mobile is a great way to bring Diablo to more people. Now, let me ask you this. Does that feel like they're trying to bring it to more people or they're trying to... In doing so, do you feel like they're leaving us behind? I doubt it because they already know the big... They already know everybody's upset, and I doubt it. I they could also be trying to just make more money, like to unlock this level, you get you have to pay one dollar. Oh, could you? Do you think it'll be paid to play? I hope not. Oh, I'm not even gonna play it, so I don't really care. So they could well, do whatever. But in they general, want. though, okay. So do you see it as like one of those things where like you can only do play? Okay, say a dungeon costs one energy, and you have like five energy per hour, and you could refill your, you could use up their five energies for each five dungeons. And then you like you could pay two dollars to refill them now or wait an hour. Could yeah. you see that happening? Oh, uh, they could. Uh, that's what uh, Konami pretty much is trying to do. That's why it could be oh, so shady. Yeah, I really I hate. See what I feel like. This is less Blizzard. This is more Activision because Activision is money hungry. Blizzard back in the day wasn't that way. So like, this is Activision rearing their ugly heads. Well, 
Blizzard shouldn't be money hungry. They make so much money anyway. So World of Warcraft alone makes them so much money, mm-hmm. let alone Overwatch and all that. All right, so let's go into our esports real quick. That was basically our day two. Was checking out all the esports, and we'll go into the games that we didn't watch too much of. Uh, first off, StarCraft. Um, we had it come down to stats and Cyril, and Cyril ended up taking it home. StarCraft's a lot of fun to watch esports, guys. If you guys are ever not sure about if you want to play StarCraft, watch the esports. See how fast they have to go. It is fantastic. Uh, Hearthstone winner. It was the uh, World Cup. We had China, Norway, Brazil, New Zealand in the final four. Then it came down to China and Brazil, and China whooped butt three to zero. Hearthstone going to China. Uh, then we had Overwatch, which is one of the biggest ticket items at BlizzCon now. Uh, we had United States versus UK. Then we had Australia, South Korea, China versus Finland, Canada versus France. I know last year I was a France fan, but it ended up going down to China versus Canada for the uh, semifinals, and then South Korea versus UK. UK ended up taking out, or uh, UK lost to South Korea. South Korea went on to go take out China, who beat out Canada. For bronze, UK ended up taking out China. Silver went to, or you, I'm sorry, UK took out Canada. Silver went to China while South Korea took home the gold. So congrats to South Korea. You guys are awesome. I know they have that Overwatch can, uh, college. Would you ever go to college to learn how to play Overwatch? Nah. What about if there's a college for League of Legends? Nah, I'm not great. You I'm would not. fail the class of no raging. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they would. It would be like a simulator. They would put you on top and then like... There would be a simulator, basically playing a league, and there would be no support from your jungle, and you'd be yelling like, you're failing, dude, stop yelling at the bots. Most likely. <laughs> All right, then we have Heroes of the Storm, and Gen C just dominated the whole time, or Gen G, I'm sorry, dominated the whole time. He took out the wand, then he ended up taking out Team Liquid, and he ended up going against uh, Dignitas and then white- whooping Dignitas. And my big hope for was for Tem- Tempo Storm. Tempo Storm didn't get out of the initial rounds. That's too bad. At, uh, once we got to the bracket stage. So, so hopefully next year, Tempo. And then we had MDIs. This is one of the big things I wanted to watch. We had Excel's Angels, Free Marcy, Method NA versus Method Pog Champ- uh, Champs. Uh, Method did really good this year. We actually got to meet with um, Sko. That was really cool. And so first we started with Excel's Angels versus Free Marcy. And Excel's Angels, their strategy was really interesting because they did huge pulls and just really gambled on it, and they lost because of it sometimes. Um, you saw them wipe, and then there was luckily, like, they they were more, they had they, they brought the double rogues. Was it them that brought the double? I think it was them that brought the double rogues. So they were bursting down things, and uh, the more troublesome ads right away. And then we had Free Marcy, and basically the winner of their game, their final game, was because... Free Marcy ended up starting the RP in Ataldazar before XLs did. And so, I mean, it's something we all do. And we were all yelling at the at them, <laughs> like, go start the RP, start the RP. And they the other ch- other team was sitting there waiting for the stairs to go back while Free Marcy went up there, started the boss, and ended up getting it because of that. And I think that was because XLs, I think that might have been against Method. But then Method versus Method, of course, both sides doing really, they're both awesome, obviously. But Method NA ended up taking it. So it was Free Marcy versus Method A, Method NA in the end. And Free Marcy pulled ahead with a win. With one of the coolest skips I've ever seen, skipping the first trash pulls of Shrine by gliding all the way to the first boss. Did you catch that? Yeah, I've seen that. That was amazing. I've got to try that out, but i got to build a team around it just to try that. I really wasn't too happy about the Mythic Plus invitation. What, what about it didn't you like? I felt like it was too easy for them. Like, they should have made it harder. A yeah. lot harder. 
Yeah. Uh, Free Marcy died maybe twice every every time. Yeah. Method just kept suiciding for some reason and dying like 15 times. Yeah. But I felt like it was kind of too easy for them. Not me, but for them. Yeah. They should have made the keys a lot harder, like 18. Yeah, like so it was it was 13 keys. I see what you're saying. Yeah, so they were 13 keys, and the idea was that they wanted them to pull big, so they wanted to pull trash on top of Boston. They did that a lot. Uh, but you want to see, like, harder key and them have to take each pull seriously. Yeah, not like, oh, just tank of spanks, uh, silence everybody. Nah, it should have been, like, up to damage. It should have been, like, DPS race on each ad also. Like, it should have been... Really tough. It was probably tough. It's probably tough for us, definitely. Oh, yeah. But I, I felt like it was kind of whack. Yeah, you didn't like the idea of, of only trying to try to maximize the key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it should have been harder. It should have seen each pull matter. It should have started at 13, then the next win takes you to 15, and then the next win takes you to 18. Oh, I like that. It's scaling with and the wins. And then once you get to the finals, it should have taken you to 20 with all oh, these. Oh, man. Like, that's what it should have done. Yeah, Not I would be interested everybody's in that. like, oh, let's just do 13s for everything. And then it was the luck of the draw. And then they had to pause it because it was way too easy, even though it was a Yeah, they had easy. they had a bit of a bug with uh, the, one of the fixes and they changed it over. But I think, yeah, you should have just rolled with the old fix. It didn't feel good them having to do that. It ended up helping out one of the teams when they did that because they had a wipe. So, uh, or a death. No, not really. Cause, well, yeah, because method loss, that wiped right away, yeah. even though it was like the easiest to fix. Uh, but, uh, the other team, they still was managed to beat them. Like yeah. it wasn't really anything for them. That's why they didn't really, I, I guess they didn't really care cause they, they knew it was going to be easy, but yeah, they should have done something like that instead of like, Oh yeah, let's just do a 13 for each competition. Yeah. I, I thought it was kind of whack. So yeah. I wasn't really too excited about that. I think MDRs in general, they need to be cleaned up a little bit. They're still trying to figure that out. It's only the second season. I think. I really like them because I do a lot of PvE, so I like the idea of them. But they need to make it more competitive. Yeah, like I said, make it I think you had a good point. Make it different or add an extra extra fix to it. Yeah, fifth fix. Oh my god, could you yeah, imagine? Yeah, like it would be like a random like here's these, and then right before the the game's gonna start, they they roll something. Yeah, like roll it, and all of a sudden like volcanic or Her, every extra. time a boss dies, a new affix is uh, rolled. How cool oh, that'd be. Cool. Oh man, they need to make it a lot harder. Yeah, so it's less speed to run, more strategy. Yeah, I like that idea. Very good idea. So that was the Mythic Dungeon Invitational All Stars. Now for the crown jewel of BlizzCon for many people, including ourselves, uh, the arenas, World of Warcraft arenas. This is the oldest, longest-lasting BlizzCon esports there, and it was a big one this year round. To spare you all of the brackets, we'll boil down to the main stories. We had, from the upper bracket, we basically had it come down to Method Black versus Method Orange. And Method versus Method, they're both solid teams. Method Orange is the way to go, though. Method Orange takes it and wins it, leaving Method Black to take out the, lo- the whoever wins the lower bracket. Lower bracket was the Gosu crew, which got kicked out real early, ended up fighting their way back the whole time. And they're, they're all-stars, everybody knows, Peekaboo, who's a rogue. And... So we spent pretty much all day watching Peekaboo fight his way back. And what did you think of their playstyle, the Gosu crew? Uh, their playstyle was the same throughout the whole thing. Exactly. They all, all they did was go, what was it, survival? Survival rogue. hunter, rogue. Yeah, and then uh, just Priest. they try to time their thing and they just 
won it every time. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, and it's and it's funny because Peekaboo has a pretty interesting strategy. His idea is why change based off of what is, you know, going to overtake the other team. The, his whole thing is just if you like playing a certain character like a rogue, just play the rogue and master it, which is great. I mean, that to me, he I, says that, but then when it came to the final, what happened? Why didn't they play their rogue slash survival hunter? Because well, they had to play against the. So yeah. Well, okay, so here's the problem. He should so yeah, they shouldn't have they can only play so many because that's what their strategy was, right? So yeah, I think they should have just put in the instead of having the disp- the, the shadow priest in, they should have brought in the um the survival hunter, the, the jelly beans. Yeah, but should have brought jelly beans in. That would have been screwed. Yeah, because, because of the druid. Well, the, I mean, the, the uh, second CC, the what was it? What's that moonfire? Cyclone. That's it's like a different move. Well, his big thing is that he was able to do the CD and just nuke anybody down he wanted to. And I think the main thing was that uh, Trill, the uh, demon hunter, his ability to not get hit for a while, you needed to be able to get dots on him. So that's where the shadow priest comes in. Well, the shadow priest came in to counter the druid, not not the demon hunter. Because the druid has a, a low cooldown of a certain move that pretty much... Uh, Roots people in place. I forgot. Yeah. I don't know the name, but it was pretty much that's why they brought the shadow priest in okay. to counter that the druid. So they couldn't. That's why they never switched because method was smart. They just kept playing that and they, they were good. And that's the name of it right there. See, so Ghost of Crew with their idea of like let's not change anything. That's really fun, but that's not how you win championships. And method was really smart. They knew exactly what countered it. They brought it in and they challenged them to switch. Yeah. And and even right beforehand, pen and paper and stuff like that, they were they were kind of playing in a ghost of crew's hand. Like they would bring in somebody that wasn't, you know, they were like, oh, we could challenge you rogue for rogue or something like that. And that's just, I mean, Method Black brought in rogue for rogue and everybody wanted to see it, but it wasn't necessarily what was going to yeah. win. And that's why they lost. So when you had during the championship, ship, it was the ghost of crew with Peekaboo as their rogue versus Method Orange and the star of the day. Sea-Doo, which is a priest or a yeah. shaman I know you follow quite a bit. Rest of shaman. Yeah, he's amazing. That is very true. Oh, yeah. And to show the dedication from Sea-Doo and his crew. Uh, ooh, Sea-Doo and the crew. That should be a new guild name right there. But to show their dedication, they actually moved into his house for two months before BlizzCon to train all day to master this thing. Yeah, because th- this was going to be their last. It was going to be Sea-Doo's last year. Yeah. So I kind of knew I had to see it and watch, uh, watch him uh, play. It was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. He did uh, phenomenal and the druids everybody played really well and uh it was like sidu as a resto shaman and then the other team they kept trying to match them with the resto shaman but you could kind of tell like the uh the gosu crew shaman just drained all his mana yeah it was and then sidu had like I don't know. He would always have at least more more than half uh, mana left. He just managed things so much better. He managed his positioning was better. Everything about him was doing. Well, oh, I know the demon hunter came out with a lot of DPS. That was like constant. Big, yeah, it was. That's why I didn't understand why the the ghost crew didn't like change up their rogue to like a survivor hunter because he only plays rogue. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I see what you're saying. So drop peekaboo and bring in jelly beans. Yeah, they chose. Yeah, they had to do something. Yeah, so, so go Wizkid, Jelly Beans. They had to match the Demon Hunter, and that was like the big issue. Yeah. Because Druid doesn't really do damage, it's just all CC and what he brings and yeah. and stuff like that. 
So they they really needed to match the Demon Hunter, and they weren't able to. Well, yeah, I mean, Trill, the Demon Hunter, he was nonstop, and he has very little retaliation. So he's damaging you by the time you turn around, and he's able to yeah. become unhittable and stuff like that. So it's really it's a one way one sided fight when it comes to him. The third game was like the third match of it was like the fastest one. It was just yeah. like all of a sudden they didn't realize how much damage he popped out, and then all of a sudden like done. It was just it was over. Quick. Yeah. So yeah. in the end of the day, it was Method Orange that took it home and yeah. totally earned it. I will admit I really wanted to see Peekaboo win, but I'm yeah. totally happy with how the might match went. It was super, super great. The arena just blew up. Oh, yeah. and, and it, it was, was crazy. We posted pictures on the social medias. It was awesome. Grats to Method. You guys did a fantastic job. I'm really happy with that. And oh, yeah. I mean, what do, you, what do you think about Method in general as, as a guild, as a company at this point? A great <clears throat> company. Like, they're pretty much the top company for WoW. All WoW. Well, are all Blizzard games. And, and and in in one way it's kind of like, oh I you know they they almost feel like the rich kid you know what the rich kid doing all the time but it's kind of like you need a company to get big enough to be a unified team you could root for like the Dallas Cowboys kind of thing like you need a team big enough so that you can root for them and if it wasn't for, so say if you're rooting for Free Marcy all the time well Free Marcy not might not be here next year or the year afterwards because they're that small Method will be here yeah so you can always you can get a Method jersey and that jersey is still good for years to come. One thing that uh, I don't think we said was this was the first time for arenas that it was two NA teams that actually made it. Such a good point. That's that's what was so hyped too. Oh my god! No yeah. matter what, we we're finally gonna get an NA team to and win. And it USA, USA, yeah. the whole state, the whole it was, stadium. It was really hyped. It was and such I, an I awesome. I was screaming when Method won. I was like, Ew, ugh, dude. I have I've I've enjoyed esports. I have never enjoyed esports to that yeah. level before. That was unreal. My plan, like next time I go, I'm gonna try to buy a method jersey and get I Go, Jari, C Do, like just like all my favorite method yeah. players. I and it's funny, this BlizzCon I think has made me a method fan. Oh, yeah. I, I've even kind of been like kind of poking around on their their website, checking out the Twitter a little bit more than I normally do. Yeah, they're awesome. I think I'm a full on method fan now. I uh, think I think you're right. There's this uh, chick too that she plays for Method, and uh, she's uh, a warlock. Yeah, she's pretty cool. She plays different games and stuff like. Wasn't that. she in the MDRs? No. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. Okay. No. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a limited crew. I mean, they're, they're yeah. there's not a lot in that guild because it's only the best. So it's pretty amazing. It's not like. They're posting on trade chat. Hey, we need a wrestler shaman. Yeah. No, they'll let you know if they need you. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so. uh, yeah it, was, it was awesome to watch. Like I never really watched arenas, and then that just now I'm gonna probably watch arenas every year. They were really good. Yeah. It's, it's funny because I was I was there mostly for MDI, and then our friend Erwin uh, showed up. Shout out to Erwin. Thank you for hanging out with us yeah. last day. And he's big on arenas, so we were like, let's watch it with him. Wow, I am so amazing. into arenas yeah. now. <laughs> oh yeah, and he just made everything like clear and understanding because he plays yeah so he was able to kind of clarify things yeah because as dps were like you just burst down that guy right you just pop your cds and kill that guy you just nope (laughs) that's maybe turbo but yeah so like yeah i'm gonna start pvping again it was very interesting i are you willing to like get good at that because i will practice survival hunter Uh, oh yeah i'm being serious like that's why i told sid like we need to like start actually playing together yeah because it was a lot of fun. And I actually enjoy Resto Shaman. Hop in his Discord. We'll make a team. I will get good. 
I right. get it, dude. But I, well, yeah, yeah we're gonna start so. low. There's no doubt. <laughs> That's why I've been doing PvPing a lot of battlegrounds, a lot uh, with my resto and enhancement. It's fun. Yeah. All right, so that was pretty much it for BlizzCon. Anything else you want to get out there for about BlizzCon? Uh, not really. Uh, it was amazing. Uh, everybody should try at least to go one time. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna try to go next year. Just a uh, new expansion year, so always yeah. Good year. And uh, this time we'll plan it that we hang out with all our buddies. And yeah, we get tickets for our buddies to show up. It's so hard to get tickets. Blizzard, if you guys are hearing this, help us out with that. We'll pay know, for right? the tickets. We just want to have an opportunity to get in. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind that green badge though with the media badge. That'd be pretty fantastic. That'd be we awesome. got to meet with some really cool people. We got to met, meet Evertel and Taliesin. Well, we got to meet Sko. There's another thing that we didn't really mention. Um, the cosplay people, they did How do we not amazing, mention the cosplay? They yeah. did an amazing job this year. The Murloc Parade? <laughs> yeah, that was that was funny. That was, <laughs> yeah. that was okay. But like just everybody's cosplays were just on point. Yeah. And they were great. And yeah, they're amazing. Yeah. Was, yeah. I think next year, so this time next year, we'll be streaming. We'll be doing our YouTube channel as well. We're going to be much bigger. So uh, with the with the content we're bringing you. So what we're going to do next year is I'll take pictures of all our cosplay. We'll, we'll get uh, okays from everybody. And then we'll actually like compare cosplay and stuff like that. I think that'd be better. Because this I don't normally take pictures of cosplay, well, but I think I need to do that. This year, we didn't really watch the cosplay stuff anyways. We, uh, we just, just like, got too much into arenas, man. Yeah, that's too much shit. There's just know. way too... We need, yeah, we need to divide and conquer. So yeah. <laughs> reporting from cosplay. We'll have squeaks yeah. to that. Reporting from cosplay. Um, but yeah, the cosplay was on point. There was people with like full-on like mechanic robot yeah. stuff so it was really nice um but yeah i had a really i had a lot of fun i had a lot of fun with the outside blizzcon stuff because they actually had like con of the con of the storm or con before the storms where wildhead had their party and stuff like that so it was just really cool to see fan made stuff get together uh i really want to send a shout out to Irwin. his name and game is sin happy uh thank you for coming to, out to hang out with us he came out to only enjoy the second day of blizzcon yeah. that was really good and then on top of that i'd like to thank tabby and richard uh Tabby's been in our podcast before. She did that special World of Warcraft episode. Uh, thank you guys very much. They are the ones that are the quicker than us to buy the tickets. They got yeah. the tickets, and they even got Erwin his ticket for the second day. So special thanks to you guys, and thanks for uh, inviting us to hang out with your guild. It was really neat to, to visit everybody and, and see how they do. Um, yeah, so thank you again, Blizzard, for an awesome BlizzCon, and we'll see yep. you guys next year. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to the Top 5. You can find us all over social media. We're on Facebook at the Top 5 Podcast, on Twitter at the Top 5 Cast. We've got a website, thetop5podcast.com. We've got Patreon and Redbubble. We'll have uh, those in the description. If you have any suggestions, hit us up on one of the social medias. Please give us a good rating on iTunes. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. See you later.